My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. On this week's episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast, we have a really amazing female photographer, Tazneem Clark. Taz, how are you doing? It's been so long. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's good to see you. So, Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's, it's, I'm, I'm so happy to have you. It's, it's, so Taz and I uh, went to high school together at Grandview. Um, we were acquaintances. We weren't ultra close, but someone, someone I always you know, had on my radar, someone who I you know, saw in the hallways, you know, said hello to, those kind of things. And, and um, <laughs> it's been a while. We, we lost connection. We lost touch, I guess, over the years. But um, I, I've reconnected with you on Instagram and I thought it would be a really great opportunity to talk to you about your photography. I was like, I have to have her because, you know, from when I met you and knew you in high school to what I know now and what I see now, it's, it's phenomenal. I think the, 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 just the growth and you becoming your own person and you kind of going into your own creative field. Um, Completely. I totally feel the same way about you. It's awesome to connect and see all your projects and yeah. be a part of one. And Definitely. I'll have to shoot for your brand. <laughs> I mean, that would be awesome. <laughs> um, but, you know, one of the the questions I love to lead off with is, um, Taz, you know, what is your background? You know, where are you from? How's it like growing up there? And what did you enjoy as a kid? Kind of give us the, the, the childhood experience kind of answer. Yeah, I have a pretty um, kind of hectic childhood. <laughs> But I was actually born in Durango, Colorado, um, but always kind of was from New Mexico. So my mom basically just went up to a cabin in Durango and like birthed me and then came back down to New Mexico. So I'm from New Mexico. Um, I have like kind of a complicated family. My father has six children and I'm my mom's only kid. So there's three different moms, um, and we have a really big age difference. So the oldest just turned 36, wow. and the youngest is eight, and wow. I'm in the middle. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um, my father's Muslim, and I grew up kind of with my mom as a single mom until I was about eight in Santa Fe, and then she met my stepfather, who was in the military. And... So in third and fourth grade, we lived in Germany while he was deployed in Afghanistan. Wow. And I was living on like an army base, kind of army brat, which is very different than Santa Fe because Santa Fe is super like hippie, desert, art, all of that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like I had a lot of kind of like diverse elements of my upbringing. Right. And then um, fifth grade, I moved to Kentucky and lived on Fort Knox. No way was really bizarre as well yeah. that's like where they say the u.s gold is all kept so it's pretty intense mm-hmm. um don't go to kentucky no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah sixth grade we moved to denver and that was my stepdad started being a recruiter and so in the military if you're not like active you don't need to live on the base like he was still active but he wasn't gonna be deployed or anything So that was the first time that I had lived off base for a while and went to like a public high school and stuff, um, which was interesting. Or middle school, actually. It was sixth, seventh, and then um, freshman and sophomore year of high school and eighth grade. Yeah. 
So I was in Colorado for four years when we met. And that was really interesting as well, because I feel like I had had an experience with kind of like Santa Fe, which was very artsy military schools, which are rigid. But in another way, I always tell people it was a really beautiful experience because you usually have to move a lot and you can move at any point during the school year. You don't people are in and out of the schools all the time. Yeah. So when I went to public school, it was interesting because people would have a lot more kind of like cliques where in military school is like everyone was very welcoming in my experience because you could be leaving all the time. Right. It was a lot more like racially and ethnically and culturally like everyone was kind of homies. Together, where I yeah. feel like in public school in Denver, it was a lot kind of more like clicky. Mm. And then um, my junior and senior year of high school, I decided to go live with my father who had been in New Mexico this whole time. And I didn't have much of a relationship with him. It was kind of like a vacation relationship. And I had two little sisters at the time. Um, so I decided to go live with them and I got into a charter art school. Oh, wow. Okay. And so I feel like that was really when I started to begin like really wanting to be an artist and diving into that side. And so I did, um, it was basically, a public school day from around like nine to noon Mm -hmm. and then the whole afternoon noon to three was like art oh wow that sounds amazing yeah there's dance music theater and visual arts so i did visual arts and it was just like a really big introduction to everything i love to do now like primarily photography and painting but we did sculpture and printmaking and all of that and so that kind of was like what led me into where i am now for sure yeah, and was that it, when you started doing that? What what kind of school? Like, what is it? What kind of school is it? Like, what is it called? Is it like just an artistic kind of high school, or is it an art school for high schoolers? Yeah, um, yeah it's called New Mexico School for the Arts. And what's really interesting about it is because um, basically, public school doesn't reserve the rights to turn anybody away. Mm-hmm. Is like what it's founded on, and then a private school you pay to go to, but they can say you don't have the right grades or you're not whatever but a charter school basically is a public school like it's funded the same as a public school has the same curriculum but they reserve the rights to um decide who their student body is going to be so you have to apply and then if you get in and it it was really interesting because it was also kind of um they had boarding so people could come from all over the state but it was really small i went there i think it's like it was still in its first like three years when I got there. Yeah. So it was just in this old Catholic building that was falling apart and there wasn't really any space for everyone to be doing their art. So you'd just be walking down the hallways and people would be like singing and acting. <laughs> and they let us like paint all over the walls. That's and, like, awesome. <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous, but it was really fun. Yeah. And, and so that was back in Santa Fe. So it was kind of like a full circle. Right. Back coming back to Santa Fe. Roots, and that was like such a good feeling for me. Yeah. And what were like, what were the, some of the projects that you enjoyed doing at that school? Do you remember some of them? Like some of the things that you like really loved? I think my favorite, um, I'm like a pretty, my aesthetic is pretty kind of like scattered. I've always loved like collages and layering. Like I'm definitely not a minimalist. So we got to do a senior project and I wanted to do two. So (laughs) I did two projects. One was like, just really clean, nice photos because, like, I feel like that's a really nice way of presenting. Right. And then 
my favorite thing I did was I got like a six foot long piece of wood and kind of like built a frame and did just this like graffiti spray paint acrylic mural so cool. that we got to install and I'll send you a picture of that yeah that'd be awesome that'd yeah. be sweet that was one of my favorite things in high school and then I used that to apply to art school in New York and I went to Parsons just graduated for photo congratulations that's awesome yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, um, like your whole after high school experience, photography after high school, getting into Parsons and kind of, you know, where you are now with photography in regards to what you're creating and what you're doing now and what I get to see basically on basically through your Instagram. Yeah. Um, so I started photographing with just like disposables. I took a gap year after high school before college and um, worked. I saved up and worked for six months and then I backpacked South America. Oh, wow. And I feel like that's when I really, I knew I wanted to study photo, I think, but that's when I really, I'm very passionate about people and humanity and community and stuff. And so that was kind of like a way where I could blend that with creativity and also kind of root it in something that felt, I have like a very scientific mind. Mm. And I think photography for me feels kind of like a way, and painting in regards, a way of blending kind of science and art, yeah. especially film, because yeah. it's like, you're really working with chemicals and light sensitivity and like understanding these elements. So after my gap year, um, the first year of my college, they basically don't have you go into your degree yet. You have to just do a lot of like different mediums and try stuff out. So I feel like I was a little bit lazy. <laughs> I don't have anything that I was really in love with at that point yet. Right. And then I think my sophomore year was when I really was like, okay, I love photography. This is what I want to get into. Um, learning different techniques and being in New York and yeah. learning a lot about like the ethics of it. And I thought I wanted to do more journalistic style. Right. But after studying a lot of kind of the history of who's been representing who in the world, I felt like kind of just like it wasn't my place necessarily to continue that legacy. Yeah. So I switched to more of a kind of like creative experimental. And I think I also craved that as well like it gave me more freedom and mm. more possibility because with journalism and documentary you have to be very clean and quite literal and stuff so it's nice to kind of I'm exploring that now and exploring fashion photography and yeah. kind of narrative and personal work so yeah and that's I mean that's kind of the work that's that's kind of stood out to me in terms of what I've seen too like that storytelling or uh creating such uh, emotional imagery, whether it be with what someone's wearing, what someone's not wearing. Sometimes your ph photographs, you know, you know, showcase women in in a in a very, you know, realistic light, and I think that that's really cool too. The story behind that, and um, but you mentioned that you you backpack South America, right? Is that what you said? Yeah. I mean, how is how is your, you know, traveling influenced? you know your photography right i think that's really powerful being able to because you've also been to other parts of the world too haven't you um yeah. and obviously being traveling with as you know in the military and things of that nature like moving from state to state in different parts of the united states i feel like you have you know soaked in so much like cool like stuff like i just yeah go ahead talk to me about it <laughs> <laughs> um 
I feel like, yeah, like my childhood was a really big driving force for kind of me wanting to experience a lot of different people, places, all of that. Like I think growing up the way I did, I felt very comfortable around a lot of different people and in a lot of spaces, which can be unique. Um, and it also gave me a drive. Like I didn't really feel the need to be sedentary and like quote unquote comfortable. I kind of liked being like moving around a lot. And um, it was really interesting because my family doesn't come from a lot of money, like military and my mom's a school teacher. And then my dad is kind of just like one of those old hippies who did like yard work and massage and stuff. Right. But luckily the way everything worked out, I got to see a lot of the world and especially my dad is super supportive of that. Like he used to make fun of me for wanting to go to school. He'd be like, let's ditch and go camping for a week or whatever that's so cool so when I decided to do South America they were all pretty supportive um and my sister let me live with her while I worked to make the money for it which was really sweet and that's like an advantage of having older siblings as well um Mm -hmm. but yeah I think traveling really gave me a lot of compassion and empathy and just wanting to tell people stories like that's what I'm really really passionate about I love meeting people and hearing about what they love and creating imagery that feels uplifting and inspiring and can kind of like create bridges through different communities and space and time. I'm still figuring all of that out. Like I'm an Aquarius, so I'm very head in the clouds, Um, (laughs) but (laughs) I'm trying to like root exactly what it is I want to do in my photos. And I'm still allowing myself to figure out that process. But I think like when people ask, what is important to me it's definitely like humanity and I feel like like you were pointing out travel is a very big important part of that for me and I feel really lucky to have been able to prioritize that for myself and have experiences that took me to different places yeah and I mean the thing that's so beautiful about that too is a lot a lot of people will tell you this and I've had the opportunity to leave the United States and, and travel too and um once you leave the U.S. or wherever you're from, you could be from, you know, uh, a small town in, in in Guatemala or something like that, right? Once you leave that area, you understand that your, you know, community is, isn't just, a, you know, isn't just um, the only thing in the world, right? You understand that there are millions, billions of other people out there. They all have lives and you understand that, you know, culturally they, they're probably different than you, but... You know, they have the kind of similar wants and needs in you. They, they, they love their family. You know, they, yeah. they, they want um, to be successful in terms of, you know, whatever that means for each individual. And they want to live their lives with purpose. And I think that, you know, you, you really understand the um, just how similar people are and how everyone has their own story. You know, once you leave the country, once you, under, once you, you know, experience other values and, and other viewpoints of the world. So um, I, I'm a big advocate for those who, if they can, if, if they have an opportunity to explore, you know, fi- find out about other people's um, basically uh, stories in, in their in their culture. Um, and so I, I'm really glad to Known you've been able to do such a thing like that and you infuse that into your photography. That's really, really powerful. Um, yeah, I think two things. I feel like people sometimes 
underestimate how accessible it can be to go somewhere. Um, of course, there's situations where it's not possible, but I think, like, there's this attitude of, like, it needs to all be super laid out, like, have the nice hotel, figure everything out, rent a car, whatever it may be. Right. And what I did, um, at least in South America, was just, like, plane ticket, did a couple workaways, stayed in hostels with, like, you know, 15 people in a bunk bed. Yep. Buses everywhere. And it's really fun. It's kind of scary, and it, but it's really fun. So I think that's also, like, a really valuable experience and something that, like, I think our generation with the internet is starting to realize. Like, my mom even talks to me about that. She's like, if I wanted to go somewhere, I was reading a book on it and, like, you know... I didn't have any ways of looking up these scholarships to travel or like, there's all these different things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the other thing that you were kind of talking about, I really, really just love perspective. And I feel like just talking to different people and understanding those perspectives literally can just expand your mind. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) as simple as that, but I'm really, I've been really focusing on kind of this, I have this feeling lately of being obsessed with the reality of something. Right. Um, I've been thinking about that a lot where a lot of the times we're walking around with our projections, which is like a natural human thing to do, like to understand the world, to understand the people around you. But when you really kind of get obsessed with the reality of it, I think it gives you a lot of freedom to change the way that you're viewing things. So if this is like, if the reality is like, I'm not shit at this certain thing I do. Like, I'm a terrible cook. Mm-hmm. If I'm kind of like, nah, I'm okay, whatever, that probably won't change. But when I just look at myself and say, like, I'm really bad at this, it opens up this freedom for me to be able to adjust that and move forward. And I've been thinking about that a lot. And I feel like perspective is a big thing that can, like, help you with that. You know, like, looking at the different experiences of others, looking at the way that you behave. And we're seeing that a lot in the world as well. Like, yeah. Just understanding and listening to people and being willing to say, okay, I actually haven't done a good job at this, or I haven't been aware of this, or I haven't put in the time. Right. I love that. And that also plays into a self-awareness, right? You have to be aware of the fact that, you know, you're not good at this, or you could improve at this. Not I, you, you said it eloquently. Um, but segueing, or, or I guess kind of transitioning from you know, travel, walk us through your process when you are gearing up to do a new shoot or you're gearing up to take some photos. Yeah, it's like an ever evolving thing. But right now, um, it's interesting. I feel like after school, so really this summer, these past few months um, has been the most creative I felt. I feel like I do well without kind of constraints. So my process is a little bit all over the place, but it's definitely looking at imagery that I find inspiring. Um, And I've been trying to look at other photographers, of course, but also I did a shoot the other day that was based off of a painter, been trying to like watch films. Um, A big, huge part of my process is music. Music is like the love of my life. So sometimes I'll try and base a shoot. It's kind of abstract, but I'll try and base a shoot off of an album that I love or something. Um, You have to, you have to tell us what, like you have to dive deep into that. We, we gotta know like what, what is an album or like, what what have you been working on recently that like, where you did that? Um, 
I, it was not a shoot with people. It was kind of just me going out and exploring. Yeah. But I had a week during quarantine where I just listened to The Score by the Fugees every day while I was out photographing and just kind of like, like I said, it's it's very abstract, but I feel like setting a tone mm-hmm. and having that consistency for at least that week or 10 days maybe kind of put me into the same mindset. And so if I'm doing something like street photography, it's really nice to have that kind of consistency mm-hmm. to give it a certain mood or feeling. And that's one of my favorite albums and was like a huge reason why I wanted to even live in New York in the first place. Right. Or on this side of the country. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one of the things uh, I always bring a speaker to shoots, especially even if it's with people. Yeah. Kind of see what they're comfortable with. I think that really can bring out who somebody is, make them more comfortable, etc. And so far, like I've had a really fun time. Um, usually, hang out with the people I shoot beforehand. You know, kind right. of just talk to them. What have you been doing? What are you into artistically? What have you been thinking about? And then. Recently, I've been just trying to get weirder with the photos. Like, I did one the other day where I just, like, found this empty old building and brought this girl there who's a dancer and then spread oranges on the ground. I can't really explain, you know, why, (laughs) but I think that, I think that's my process. It's, like, just these, all these random ideas going through the notes on my phone. I'm, like, obsessively, like, my... I have a scrapbook and a journal and a sketchbook. They're all just like, so it's kind of just pulling these elements. And I think you can see threads. Right. So recently I think like the idea of like offerings have been common in my photos. Um, But yeah, so my process, I'm still trying to clean it up and clarify it. I think that it's really important to get inspiration. And also if you're working with people, make them feel comfortable. So those are probably my priorities. Priorities. That's that's really good. That's really key for us because uh, if you don't know, we actually are gearing up for our kind of fall winter collection. And so I'm basically going through the process as creative director. We have I have two people on my team that um, are, you know, basically gathering models. We have a photographer who we're gonna be working with and you know, one of the things that I think is really important that you noted is you know, meeting these people, talking to them, seeing what they're about, like getting to know them. And I definitely am going to make a mental note of that. So that's really awesome. Uh, how often, how often do you shoot? Would you say like, is it weekly? Is it daily? Is it, do you, do you, obviously you probably, you probably have to go through the photos and all those kind of things, but, um, frequency, what is the frequency of you doing your work? That's something that I would love to cultivate more discipline on. Like, I would love to shoot at least a little bit every day. Um, I'm pretty sporadic. I'm kind of one of those people, like crazy artist ladies. Like, when the inspiration hits, I have to do it. Yeah. Um, I would definitely shoot weekly. So maybe two or three times a week. But I would love to do daily, even if it's just, like, on my iPhone or something. Mm Because that can be really awesome, too. Um, and kind of what you were saying, like, I think it's important to like blend together the artist and the subject and bring both of their energies into it. That was just like a thought I had about the last. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's important. It's important. I'm trying to cultivate more discipline. And I feel like even things like this and seeing work of other creatives right now, like you seem like you have a pretty good sense of discipline and where you want to go and goals. So I feel like that's always really inspiring. Sweet, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> What's um, your sign? Can I ask you? 
Say again, what did you say? What's your sign? My sign? Uh, so I'm born September 23rd. So I think it's like the space in between Virgo Libra, but like, yeah, it could be, I think it is Virgo. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you have that kind of like earth, like figure on out it. Yeah. <laughs> I try to be as consistent. Literally some, some people have reached out to me and they're like, like are proud of you, but damn, you're consistent as a mug. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that's, that's what I try to do. I try to, I try to, you know, stay on it. Uh, even when it doesn't, um, even when sometimes it could be wrong. Like I just try to keep that consistency just because I know it's like a, it's like a muscle that you just keep working over and over and yeah. over again. So, um, I'm trying to really like, that doesn't come naturally to me and I'm really trying to develop that in myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think what, 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 what I would give as advice, I mean, my two cents is, um, obviously it's like, you have a lot of ideas in terms of like on, in your journal sketchbook, those kind of things. Um, what I try to do and what I, I don't know if you can see behind me, literally I have a, a calendar. I have just ways in which I know I'm going to post this here, 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 and here. And if you can get to the level of like knowing exactly what you're going to do each and every day and, and then just execute on it, I think it's really helped me to just lay everything out and then organize it on a, on a calendar for me. So that's what, that's what I would, that's what I do. And that's, I mean, that's just my tidbit, but yeah, um, but, and it's simple. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, what? So, you said you do a little bit of looking at different documentaries and maybe other photographers or like. Are you fans of other photographers? Yeah. Um. So I kind of was thinking about that. I think my four favorite right now they're actually all women photographers. Um, awesome. Renelle Medrano. She's from New York super awesome she does a really cool blend of fashion meets documentary kind of which I think is the niche that I would like to be in as well like kind of doing street photography or even shooting with people out there but kind of giving it that more formal interacting with the camera maybe a little bit of a narrative definitely check her out um another one is Carlota I think is how you pronounce it. She's a Spanish photographer and she does a lot of, um, they're quite strange. It's kind of like a lot of femme bodies, usually kind of nude, which I love. <laughs> and then um, just kind of these strange strings attached to people and kind of alternate reality, but also something about it feels very connective and interesting to me. You guys love to check her out um, another I've been looking a lot at what people in Spain are doing right now um another Spanish photographer I love is Camila Flacquez and she also um she's inspired a lot of my work she kind of creates these portraits with people that make them seem a bit like statuesque like maybe they'll be standing up on something or holding something on their head or something mm -hmm. and I really really like that and that's very inspiring to me wow. and probably the last one would be Vivian Sacklin and her work has changed a lot she does a lot of different things she's right. done recently kind of more abstraction of um she did this series that was kind of like average day things that were kind of rotting and gross but also sexual in a way oh, so it'd really? be kind of like rotting 
fruit with like honey dripped over it and you're like this is kind of nasty but it's kind of hot <laughs> that's like more recent she used to do a little bit more um with people but i think that's really dope too to see the evolution of an artist so those are probably my top four right now awesome awesome and I, that's really curious that you know they are you pinpointed their style what would you say like how would you say how would you define your style in in their in that lens yeah um i think that my style is definitely developing but it has consistencies throughout it so i love to shoot film which already gives this kind of nostalgic feeling and texture I love kind of old things. I love old cars and kind of like, I love that side of New York. That's what I like came here for, you know, right. and bricks and um, all of that kind of like authentic vintage feeling stuff. And then, yeah, I guess the other thing that would draw it together is just people basically being who they are and maybe we'll find a facet of them and exaggerate it. So they're quite playful, I would say, my photos usually. Um, but I'm still I'm still definitely figuring out how to define my style. Like, I'm usually writing about it every day and kind of trying to clarify what that is and That's having awesome. fun with exploring different techniques. But I would definitely say it kind of has this nostalgic, playful feeling to it. Yeah, and I totally get that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I totally get that from you know, the photos I've seen too. And I think also the storytelling piece is really, really something you, you, you do it in a, in a powerful way. Excuse me. Um, that means a lot. I really, storytelling is like, I'm so, I'm so passionate about that. And yeah. I'm going to watch your podcast on how to start a podcast. Please do. Yeah, that was, so that is a YouTube video. You watch the YouTube okay. video. That is a good video. I put a lot of, that was, yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. And I think, You'll be surprised how easy it is, too. Um, yeah, I'm going to check it out because I wanted to maybe I had an idea to do a podcast that's just taking different stories from all over the world, kind of like folk tales and stuff or personal, like really dope, you know, little tidbits of like juicy and having people come on and just like tell it for 30 minutes or whatever. That would be perfect. I mean, anytime, like like I said, any if you give them a voice, like you'll not only, you know, help them you know, fulfill a need, but you also fulfill that in, inner, you know, need of wanting to help other people. Um, well, I mean, that sounds like a great idea, honestly. You know, uh, if you need any help with that, just reach out. I can definitely um, give you my advice or my tidbits. Obviously, I put it in the video too, but um, <laughs> but since you have my contact. Um, but, you know, one of the last questions I want to ask you, Taz, is I think there's uh, an opportunity to always give back, especially to younger people. Um, you know, what is one piece of advice you would give to a younger version of yourself or a young photographer who's just starting out right now? Um, definitely just like always be creating kind of it. Actually, you tapped on it a little bit earlier, but even when it's not good, always be making because sometimes you have to make bad stuff and mm -hmm. get through it to get to the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think I had an expectation on myself to always be creating good things. Mm -hmm. And in some ways that held me back because I think I was so concerned with that, that I wasn't just making. And sometimes in that process of making, you move through maybe 
that need to make really cheesy done before photos or something you move through it or you find something small in it that you can then expand into a new project or something and so for myself as a younger me and younger photographers I would definitely say like don't be afraid of making bad things just keep creating and then let that expand and, and develop because you'll have to go through it I really unless you're like there's a few special people that probably don't but I right. think you really have to go through making some of those things that you kind of don't feel great about or you and then you'll return to them and see little magical threads that you can tie together in your future work. I love that. And that's a perfect way to cap off the conversation. Um I mean where where can people find you at? Um if they want to find out about your work if or if they want to um learn more about you yeah so my photography instagram is taz with a z snapped mm. um which i feel very proud of because it's like snapped but it's also like she snapped snapped. She, she went off <laughs> she went off um i have a website it's tasneem clark which is t-a-s-n-i-m clark with an e-t-n dot com and i'm always updating that so Instagram is a little bit more accessible to see recent work, but that's a little more formal. And then just me personally, my personal Instagram is Tazberries, like raspberries, but Taz. Tazberries. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but thank you so much for having me on. It was definitely an honor and really cool to reconnect and hear about what you're doing then. Yeah, it was a pleasure. It was definitely a pleasure to have you. And like I said, I mean, no, no better person, in my opinion, to have on, especially for right now where we're at. Um, you're doing great work, and I, I congratulate you on graduating. I congratulate you on um, pursuing, you know, your passion, and, and I'm really proud of you, and keep it up, for real. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gain some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. And we'll see you next time.